What up? What up? What up? It's Rec League Podcast, man. I'm Randy Little. This is episode 117. Should be 118, but technical glitches on my end led to missing an episode. And um, I think we're fixed. I mean, until I'm done recording, literally this, I won't know. You know what I mean? Still got to edit. It's 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 an iMovie thing on the MacBook. And um, I, like I, I just hope that it's sorted out. Um, the R on the sign behind my head is off. And now that bugs me. Uh, my bad. YouTube saw that. Anchor, Good Pods, wherever you get your podcast fix. Y'all did not see that. Speaking of where you get your podcast fix, I want to shout out Germany. I want to shout out Australia. I want to shout out the UK. I know the United States is holding us down, but no matter where you hang your hat, where you sit your ass, I appreciate the listens, the watches, the views, the numbers, the uh, the thumbs up, the thumbs down, the... One star, the five stars, it's all, it's all love. Um, recently, in the theater, in the movie theater, I'm going to say in the past two weeks, because I'm not going to go all the way back a month. Um, yo, like the weekend of August 11th, I feel like nothing came out, but like the Dracula on a boat, the, the last voyage of the Demeter came out. I'm not going to watch it, I don't care. Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot on Netflix came out. I might watch it eventually, but I kind of don't care. This past weekend, Strays came out. Blue Beetle came out. Both of those reviews are live, edited, posted, and on my personal YouTube page. Randy Little. Look your boy up. Check for the kid. Um, The last couple Tuesdays, on physical media. Uh, Shout Factory put out Little Nicky. Like, finally, the last Adam Sandler movie I needed to get upgraded from DVD got put out on Blu-ray. I'm so thrilled. Fast X came out. Enter the Dragon got a 4K. The uh, Yellowstone prequel, 1923, got a Blu-ray re- release. There's so many different Fast X Blu-rays. And that that that's stupid... That's stupid, universal. That's fucking milking this shit. That that ten movie combo pack. One that doesn't have Hobbs and Shaw in it. Two, it came out when we all know more Fast and Furious is coming. I hate it. This past Tuesday, we got Asteroid City from Wes Anderson. We got the Machine. Hotel Transylvania Transformania came out on Blu-ray. Uh the Blu-ray.com message boards are so pissed there's no 4K. The Lincoln Lawyer, which I believe is a series on Netflix, got a physical Blu-ray. Um, Upcoming. This upcoming Tuesday on uh, on physical. The Nightmare Before Christmas is getting a 4K. It looks like Hackers is getting a 4K steelbook. Makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, The Blackening and You Hurt My Feelings, two movies that didn't come to my theater, are coming to my collection. That packaging for The Blackening 4K is kind of fire. Um, And then what? The last Tuesday before the next episode. 
Infinity Pool that I feel like came out. Well, it's uncut. Infinity Pool was in the theater in January. I feel like the physical came out March, April. And now there's an uncut 4K coming out on the 29th. The Flash, the movie, and The Flash, the final season of the show, come out on Blu-ray on the same day. Warner Brothers is crazy. I could say more hurtful words, but I won't, because everybody knows Warner Brothers is trash by now. Um, No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence also comes out on Blu-ray. Obviously, we're getting a Flash, the complete series Blu-ray, but we still can't get a Stargirl, the final season Blu-ray. Um, And I was tripping in my line of thinking, because the next two weeks in the theater... This upcoming Friday, this upcoming weekend, we got Gran Turismo. For whatever reason, Sony pushed it back like two weeks. Like that, like that's gonna do anything. They're they're pushing all these commercials talking about how great it is. This Rotten Tomato score with like three reviews. Um, I, my hopes for Gran Turismo are not high. But the Labor Day weekend, the weekend of September first, we get the Equalizer three, which is sure to be fire. Like Denzel had never done a sequel, let alone a trilogy. So like, and it's got, it's gotta be the last one, right? So like, it's gotta be fire. And then bottoms with, um, I say with, like, I remember off the top of my head who's in it. I know Marshawn Lynch is in it, but, uh, the girl that just voiced April O'Neil, A.O. Derby, I probably mispronounced her name. She's in it. And then I think one of the girls from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is in it. It's another R-rated high school comedy that looks hilarious. Hopefully it is. When I come back, I'm going to have Rocket, I'm going to have E-Cig, we talk Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and we talk Blue Beetle. All spoilers, so if you haven't seen either of those movies, go see them and then come back and show us some love. And then you know I got something to spit at the end, because that's, that's how I do. Um, it's Rec League. Back once again, took a month off. We had to let Eric fix his camera, so we stopped getting <laughs> the avatar every episode. Nah, I had the technical glitches, um, but that's my business. Uh, see, last episode, like, I wanted to just do like a full hour, just straight Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just 80s babies talking about the whole franchise, geeking out over the new movie. Rocket, did you see it? I think I liked it the most out of everybody that normally does the show. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I saw Eric gave it like a 1.5 out of 5. Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, hell nah. Um, no. Nah, it's, um, it's only the second best animated movie to me next to um, the Spider-Verse movie. That's Spider-verse a fact. Sequel. Animation yeah. has been spoiling us this year. Yeah, but it's like last episode, you know, we was going to show love, pay that respect to uh, Paul Rubens and Angus Cloud. But now we got Mark Margolis, William Friedkin, uh, uh, Ron Sievers Jones just passed. Um, Sig, start us off with respects to some of these people that passed away well i'm gonna go to the shattown family uh william freaking 
Mm-hmm. Blue chips. Born in Chicago. <laughs> and that's funny. You, you mentioned that. That dude has a very, what do you say, interesting oh, filmography. Bruh. Dude, we, I think we talked about it off wax, man. If the, yeah. if the French Connection Blu-rays wasn't already going off on eBay, they about to go like $500. Yeah. eBay is about to be stupid. You know, you got the coincidence of the new Exorcist coming out um, whenever, uh, later this year. Never heard of her. We'll get to that. No, but... uh, David Gordon Green already fucked up the legacy of one horror classic. Yeah. Damn Blue House. (laughs) But no, we know um, William Freakin from The Exorcist, uh, French Connection, and um, he did a movie in the 80s. That was uh, fantastic. It was, um, I think, the star's very first starring role in anything. Um, for, I think Sean know what I'm talking about. So to yeah, live and oh, die yeah. in L.A. Yeah, like I was about to bring okay. it up. I was going to say it. I didn't want to cut yep. you off, though. No, yep. that's all good. Then you got uh, Willem Dafoe in there looking like he's 18. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the last time y'all saw it. But um, it's Criterion, isn't it? I don't think is Kino it? Lorber just dropped it on 4K. Yeah, Kino Lorber. Um, yeah, I think one. No, you know what? I don't. It's not Criterion. I think it's Shout Factory. Shout Select. Shout Factory dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, Shout Select. Now Shout Factory. Um, now hell of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just spitting out recommendations because this dude is. But yeah, then you have um. Y'all know my on Instagram. I do the martial art Mondays. Uh, William Freakin, he passed away on a Monday. Now, I'm like, oh, yeah, he made The Hunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio, Benicio. Del Toro, which is just, uh, I mean, I saw that in theater 20 ago. And it was, it was a, I said, I think a super underrated movie. And pretty good, but, <laughs> and bizarre movie. I don't know if y'all saw it. Killer Joe. No, I never saw that one. No, never seen that. Um, Killer Joe with, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, recommended is, it's out there. <laughs> but, uh, he got one more movie after that, the Kane Mutiny for Marshall. I've never even heard of it. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't know if it's out. It's say 2023, written and directed by. But, um, yeah, fantastic director. Um, can't go wrong with most of the stuff in his filmography. And, and one more funny thing. I saw Blue Chips at the drive-in. I don't know why I remember that. Because you old. And, um, no, what's that? Because you old. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, you know why I remember that? Uh, I take that back. Because, you know, um, this was Shaq when he was still coming into uh, the public yeah. view in the spotlight. Yeah. And um, I don't know when the last time y'all saw this movie, but... I think his introduction, he's like coming into the room and he's bending down under the door and he comes up and then they show like a a wide shot. And my mom like, damn, look at that big son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, and Anthony Hardaway was in that movie yeah, too. Yeah, Penny was in there too. Yeah, Penny. Penny. Yeah. But um, and good old Nick Nolte growling and yelling at everybody. All right. What you gotta do? <laughs> but, All right, Hogan. Nah, but that's um William Freakin and and Paul Rubens. Um Yeah, I'm of the age where I I got to 
see his prime as an entertainer for children. With, uh, starting with Pee Wee's um, Big Adventure and then a TV show. Now, I phrased it that way because before that, people, a lot of people don't know or forget, his act was, act was a stage show and it was more adult-oriented. Hmm. And, um, yeah, he was, um, it was like, it was adult humor, even though they kept a lot of the innuendo and all that stuff, but it was more, you could go back on YouTube because it came out like early HBO. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, Tim Burton's, uh, Tim Burton's first movie, which is nuts. Danny Elfman's second movie doing the score for it. And he already found his footing, which is crazy. And, and legends yeah. going legend. Right. Written, co-written by the late Phil Hartman, TV's Big Adventure. That is just a fantastic movie. It's this goofy, silly. Yeah. It has a scene in there that probably traumatized children for years with a um, large Marge. <laughs> large Marge. This is so random and, and stupid, but it's perfect. And But that's what the humor was. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, did any of you see the recent Netflix movie? Um, yeah. The, um, <laughs> look at Sean. He's like, um... <laughs> See, like you never heard of it, but no, I, I, I never finished it. I tried to start it, and it was one funny joke. And I remember, uh, who's the guy from uh, Magic Mike? I can't say his last name. It's Joe Megaliano. Close yep. enough. <laughs> he was so, so he was in this new Pee Wee Herman movie, Netflix Pee Wee Herman movie, and Pee Wee's character Pee Wee Herman didn't know who he was, and he's like, "You've never seen." Magic Mike and Pee Wee Herman, surprisingly not. <laughs> so they take But yeah, no, R.I.P. to him, though. And um, yeah, it's just so much. You can, can't even pinpoint what you want to talk about when it comes to him. And, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm just sad. You got to say this. There's so many people passed away. And, yeah. But yeah, I'll pass it off. Let you all talk about some folks. Rocket. Um, just going to carry on with uh, Eric saying, you know, William Freakin, a lot of people, another movie that I recommend about him that nobody talks about is movie Jade. Oh, with yeah. Florence, David you know, Caruso. David Caruso, Chas Palminteri. That movie is wild, but it's really good. Honestly, um, we already made it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, with Paul Rubens, like Eric was saying, I remember watching, they would show it on HBO all the time, Pee Wee's Playhouse. And people mm-hmm. forget Lawrence Fishburne played the cowboy. <laughs> cowboy you Curtis. Know? Yeah, that's the crazy part. Like a lot of people, when you go back and watch that, there's a lot of famous people that are famous now that were in that show that were like nobodies. Like, you know, so it's it's kind of funny. But I grew up watching that. Like they they had that show on HBO monthly growing up, every month that you had, they had it on there. But the one more though is Angus Cloud. You know, up and coming young man. Mm-hmm. Or is he was supposed to do the biopic of what Mac Miller and all that? Was he really? Works. Yeah, that was in yeah, the works. Yeah, in talks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's not much more. I mean, Eric pretty much covered it all. Um, yeah, that's why like Nick watched Euphoria. Like I don't think the three of us have sat through Euphoria. <clears throat> I saw my, I, my I wife like this. I've seen a couple episodes. My wife watches it. Yeah, my wife is watching it. And like I watched a couple episodes, and I think I after I watched one, I went. To, in the shower and took a shower in bleach because I felt disgusting. It was like, man, <laughs> it's like, it's just, you know, 
it's just crazy. Like some of the stuff I was like, I remember I was in high school, but I don't remember none of this stuff. So it was like, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a video circulating around with um Angus Cloud when he was not even five years ago, he was um he was busting tables and in dealing York, with this yep. yeah, with this rude um these customers being goofy, but Yeah, that's um Yeah, yeah we man. made it, but unfortunately and Yeah, yeah, like I just like my whole my whole aura is asshole. My whole aura is standoffish. Don't fuck with me. But like, y'all two, Nick, Merritt, if if you don't know me, if you can find me on social and you need somebody to talk to, you going through some shit, you need to vent, hit me up, man. I will listen. Like, don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to be serious. Your issues are important. I don't, I don't want you to think that don't nobody care about your ass. Like, I, I you know, you could talk to me. You could tell me, just, I need to talk. Don't say shit. I just need to get this off my chest. And I, and I'm cool with it. Like, don't, please, man. Like, your life matters. Uh, now I can get back to being goofy. So I, I guess, man. Like, both of y'all are old as fuck. So like, did y'all miss? Did y'all miss the train on turtles? Cause like, the comics was like '84, right? The anime, oh, no. the animated series was '87. So like, and then the first movie was ninety. So let me take this one um, first, I guess. So once again, kind of like with um, Pee Wee Herman, the Pee Wee Herman character, people don't know or just forget that that first comic. Uh, that's the, the were hardcore. That's the one thing I wanted Seth Rogen to do that the new movie didn't do. I wanted them start to all start off with red bandanas and then figure out yeah. how to like switch up the colors, but they, you know, did their own yeah. thing. And, and that's an interesting fact. Um, the initial comic book, um, it was they all had the red bandanas. The the different color bandanas didn't come to the the cartoon, the animated series, right? Yeah, the, the first animated series in the late 80s. But no, to answer your question, Randy, I was smack dab in the middle of that first um, prime of Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> excuse me, Ninja Turtles. And yeah, it was, it was, I remember a lot of it. It was something. I got a picture. Um, Ninja Turtles 2, 91. I actually have a second oh, movie I, I ever saw in the theater. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I have an autograph. From Ho Sung, Ho Sung Pak, the martial arts double for Michelangelo for Ninja Turtles 2. And he was um, signing autographs, Evergreen Plaza in Chicago. Bro, like, I remember, I, re- I remember, like, when when Turtles was really popping in the early 90s, my, uh, my grandma basically, like, lived, like, downtown Indianapolis. And to, to head, like, a little south, we would pass this, like, dojo. And there used to be a dude dressed up like Michelangelo that would be, he didn't have no sign or nothing. He was just outside, like, doing his thing, kicking and shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would always get, Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, people, it's hard to describe. And experiencing as a, as a child, 91 was a hell of a year uh, for me. I, being a fan of the Turtles, the Bulls won their first championship. Anyway. And, <laughs> but no, it's, um, oh. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they had to beat the Knicks to get to that championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you bring it up. You bring it, you bring it up old. Nah, the, the, <laughs> the Pacers were still on the come up. We were still sad. 
Yeah. Michael Jordan ain't but start whooping our ass until that second three-peat. Do you all know, um, uh, recognize, not recognize, uh, familiar with Corridor Crew? No. Um, they're, uh, they're visual effects, independent visual effects. House. They have a show, visual effects artists react, animators react. But anyway, they had a dude just yesterday, which is funny. And people don't know how groundbreaking, and Randy, you know this, the YD, between Ninja Turtles 2 and Ninja Turtles 3, why Oof. the um, animatronics are so jarring. Because, by by um, jarring, Turtles, you mean trash. Yeah, in part three, it's trash because um, specifically in Ninja Turtles 2, the movie, it's some of the most um, celebrated and advanced puppetry in history. I was going to say, as much as I love the original, I think the animatronics for two are better. Yeah, and they, they, they actually improved it. it. It's like they had... Um, they invented a new technology where they control the mouth movements and articulation with a hand puppet, basically. And and it's kind of like uh, they were comparing it to, well, part three. Part three looks like sock puppets or it, it's they look phony and not like they're real. A real thing is talking to you and it's, it's jittery. But anyway, yeah, that's um. But yeah, I was I was smack dab and anything Ninja Turtles. And here's how big of a fan I was. Uh, Brandy, you probably won't remember this. The, the Ninja Turtles, uh, they had this thing sponsored by Pizza Hut called Coming Out of Their Shell. It was a, they literally had a music, music concert that they would tour with. And I remember I wanted to go to it. I, I'd never make it. I vaguely know what you're talking about. And they had they had an album <laughs> and everything. It was just stupid. They 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 could put out anything and people would buy it. And then don't get me started on the video games. But, I had a video. But yeah, games. go ahead. I'm, I'm over here over here rambling. <laughs> um, I remember going up. Excited for that first one. I remember that's when Domino's got the thirty minutes or less from the first movie. You know, so it, it's pretty much yeah. the craze where I was the older. My cousins love that stuff. Bro, like you were in the belly of the beast, off. too. I would have loved to have been in New York at that out. time. No, oh, it was they were going quick. You got people dressed up as that. Like when it came to Halloween, that's all you saw was people dressed up as turtles. I mean, that's pretty much the costume. I can't remember how many times I was in you, that, that you know, frail you, ass plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like the costumes was like that I don't even know it was like that plastic wearing plastic mask with the band strap in the back I mean that's all kids children were wearing. it was just this is what we went through know, in the every, 90s yep and it was either everybody wanted to be Michael Angel but no, that bro. sold out so now you gotta be Donatello or you know Leonardo it was it was cool. it was wild. It, it was, was that weak ass plastic with big ass yep. eye holes, That's and you had nice. a rubber band cutting your brain mm -hmm. circulation off. Yeah. <laughs> but no, growing up, I mean, and then when the toys came out, you can like, you had to be there the minute they put them on the shows. You had to be there. If not, I had you all of them. Anything. You won't I, get anything. I got I got all the re-releases from 2009 hung up on my wall right now. I, I never found Casey Jones, son of a bitch. Oh, wow. I want to get the I want to get the new ones they just re-released. That's what I want to get. I ain't gonna hold you. I want them too. But I got the Funkos, and I'm gonna leave it at that. 
Yeah, I was about to say the, the Funko Pops. Uh, they got a few collections of those. But oh man. But yeah. funny, you, know, you mentioned that about New York. Um, for part one and two, I don't know where they filmed part three of the original movies. It was In feudal Japan, duh. <laughs> so part one and two, they did like um, establishing shots. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one scene they did in New York. I think it's the scene when um, they introduced Casey Jones. It was actually filmed in New York, the first movie. But other than that, be. everything else was in, in North Carolina. It's gotta be. What the heck was that? That's crazy. Kind of looked like mm-hmm. a big toital in a trench coat. Yeah. You going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> That's terrible, Andy. That's how you going to do me? That's how you going to do me? But that's your boy. Um, I hope I hope it's I, like I hope it's you... terrible that I remember the line that much. Not my not my Brooklyn. Not not, not my Brooklyn shit. But who said that? Though? Who was that though? The actor. The dude, like, the dude that was in the Raphael suit and the voice. Yeah, sure. No, no, that was him. That's how he did the voice. He was the only person who was in the suit and did the voice. Um, he played one of the Josh Pace. He played. He Josh was Pace. He was yeah. one of the douchey cops in Scream Three. Yeah, like, this is the scene where you come with us. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, and um, but yeah, let me ask you this, Randy, since we got you on here, you didn't like the It's animated... my show! Yeah, since we got you on here. Since right? you got me on here. <laughs> since, since you're here. There's invisible um, ink on this motherfucker that says host. <laughs> no, the um, the animated um, movie from the, the 2000s, is it 07? When it, yeah, when it first came out, I thought it was real dope. But mm-hmm. also, like, I was 21, 20, and was just like, yes, new turtles. <laughs> Upon rewatch, it's incredibly mid. Uh, like, Leonardo, Leonardo going down to, like, South America, the train, is fire. The introduction to all the turtles is great. It's just the villain is weak as fuck. Nah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Turtles 3 didn't, like, like I said in the chat, didn't want to use no Rat King. Slash, Leatherhead, Pizza Face. Teenage Mutant Turtles has so many dope rogues, bad guys, villains, past Krang and Shredder, but the movies only ever want to use Krang and Shredder. That's what I loved about Mutant Mayhem. They didn't give us Mm -hmm. Krang and Shredder. They gave us new origins that, like, if you haven't seen the movie yet, we're going to spoil some shit, so you might as well fuck off until you see it. They're, 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 they're doing their own lore they're laying the groundwork for their own their own origins and that's dope because mm-hmm. i've never known the turtles to learn martial arts because splinter didn't like humans for self-defense it was always <laughs> to protect and it's cool because like we kind of in a society where like stranger danger is more than just a word like you don't know somebody you could die in two minutes and and a father and and they show Splinter taking the turtles out into the city and humans freaking out just because of how they look and we live in a world where you we, yeah. we hate and and prejudge what we don't know and understand so like it it was relatable to today yeah that's yeah that's um. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, the villain. Yeah, the villain was whack. The villain was whack as fuck in 07. But I like the take they did this with, you know, Seth Rogen took with this, you know, me and Mayhem. It's it's a different direction, you know. It's like every comic book movie, you know, like let's take Batman. 
Everybody does the scene where his parents die in the alley. You know, Spider-Man, we already know that. Uncle Ben dies. Like, you don't have to repeat it. And going into this, I didn't know what to expect. And the take of we are down here, you know, because, you know, humans are the enemy, in the, in, you know, in their eyes. You know what I mean? And that's that was the, the reason why he kept them down there. You know, like, you know, the turtles wanted to go out to exploit. I love the scene where they're going shopping for groceries and they're chilling and, and they're seeing a movie from a mm-hmm. distance, you know, and they want, they see, you know, they see the humans, you know, us, you know, talking, getting together, cuddling up, things like that, you know, having that, you know, feel of family, even though they are a family, but that's something that they can't have. Because yeah. they're not liked or wanted. Yeah. And that thing. It's like every every version of the turtles always like have that need to and that desire to be accepted by society. Mm-hmm. It just felt so much more deep and emotional with, with Mutant Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Chan play you know, playing that role. Bro, Jackie Chan. Like, like it, it just <laughs> it was great. It was great, you know. But like that take. The take itself, like there was no Casey Jones in here as well, you no. know, it was totally yeah. different, and that's something that that thing that's why I think I enjoyed it a lot more than what I thought. Because at first I was skeptical about, you know, the look of it, how it was gonna look, you know, like like we said, Spider Man, you know, into the Spider Verse, you know, the first one, if you looked, you know, it looked like a comic book, like the little dots in a comic yeah. book on the paper and all that, like that was dope. Coming into this, like I was. The style of it, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the style, but two minutes in, that was the last thing I was even worried about. Like, I was already sucked in. Bro, yeah, like, all, all the, like, pre-interview, pre-release interviews and shit was like, <laughs> it looks like kids drew every all the characters and all the setting in, in a notebook. So it's like, bro, it's like, it's like a flip book come to life mm-hmm. with, like, a little, like, claymation twinge to it. It's fire, bro. It's fire. I think it's, it it's, it stands apart mm-hmm. from Spider Verse. And I like and I like the take that they did. Also, like you said, you know, Ice Cube as Superfly. Yes. You know <laughs> that ooze that got drained out. Like it's not just turtles and rats that were you know found in there. It was other yeah. insects or other animals. So they also got infected. So that's the part I like. It wasn't like, you know, because every other one, you know, how did this happen? Okay, there. But you know, there's other stuff down there. The whole Baxter Stockman angle with him, him being responsible for all the mutations is fire. And it's just like Superfly was like his pet. So we don't know if he's going to become a fly himself in in sequels. And like, this is why we need Merritt here. Merritt has this theory that the the Maya Rudolph character, like with, um, what's her name? Fuck, the, I don't the, Yeah. <laughs> Billy, what, what's her the name? doctor, the main girl, the main Yeah, girl. with the glasses. That she's yes. really can't Krang. She'll like mutate into Krang in sequels. Hmm. That's the sign. She kinda has she has the look. Like she's kinda got like a pinkish hue to her character. Yeah. And there's um the ice cube character. <laughs> and interesting I know a lot of children definitely won't get it, but uh, his name is a nod to um, <laughs> to something else, Superfly. 
an old black exploitation movie from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Six I in the morning, police at my door. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah, how is it doing? I didn't check um, since the opening weekend. It's not doing well. Box office wise. It's not yeah. doing well. You bite your tongue. But it's also, it's also one of the, like, I feel. Is this second or third weekend? I think it's the third weekend. It's third, I think, yeah. It made 15 um, in its second. Yeah, it's, um, it's the summer of Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> but I think that's the thing is, I think, with, like, worldwide, it's made over 104 mil. Now, now that's, that's a round budget. That's a, yeah. So, and who knows what the updated numbers are going to be for this weekend. But I just feel like a lot of these movies with Barbie and Oppenheimer, I get, get that. I think they dropped at the wrong time. Or oh, they should have dropped at least a couple of weeks earlier, make their money right away. I don't know. Like Mission Impossible, it dropped the week before and it, it just got eaten up. I mean, yeah. but, but also it's, you know, it's, it's counter entertainment though. You know, you have Barbie and Oppenheimer now. Here's a kid's movie. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's totally different. Um, I enjoyed it. I know it's not making much money, but it's definitely worth going to see. It's a lot of fun. I think it's, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I think a lot of these studios, um, and I can understand to a degree, but I wouldn't want to take the risk. A lot of these studios didn't think um, Oppenheimer would be the juggernaut that it is because the type of movie is something interesting. I mean, given the, the type of movie that it is, it's, it's a three-hour biopic. It's a Christopher about, Nolan movie. That's the key. Come correct. <laughs> I was coming. No, I, I hear you. But you got to think. Um, I ain't going to like. You know, they. Like, Nolan threw his temper tantrum during 2020 and the whole Tenet release debacle and shit. And he kind of, like, went diva on Warner Brothers. But it's still Nolan, man. You know he's going to do work. Yeah. But man, even that was understandable. You know, he he's an advocate for his movies being no, seen No, he wasn't. <laughs> to me, I, I ain't shit. I ain't got a horse <laughs> in the race. Tenet came out in the theaters... Not straight to HBO Max at the time, because mm-hmm. formerly known as HBO Max. He just went off on, like, he didn't have a movie coming out in 2021, but he still threw his temper tantrum that Warner Brothers was going to do day and date all of 2021. Yeah. I, you want to, like, stick up for your peers? Cool. But uh, LeBron James, I'm going to take my talents <laughs> to Universal Pictures. Bro. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, it's... Uh... That's, that's business, I guess. You feel disrespected, and you know who you are. Like you said, it's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's not like Den- Denis Villeneuve ain't coming out. My next movie is going to be with Paramount. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Denis is no Christopher Nolan, but... She close. <laughs> she <laughs> close. <laughs> that's and not as far away. But he did chew their ass out, though. Yeah, he did, he did though. I mean, a lot of them did. Because what Warner Brothers did, they didn't... They only told certain people that they were doing. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that pissed off most of the people. And there's really nothing they could do, so. Ugh, did I just sound like I was taken up for the studio? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, remember those details, how they how they went about it, you know. You know business decisions and fucking all that. Fucking over whoever they could. 
Yeah. But no, it's um Yeah, like you said, it's Christmas. That's the key. Um I'm glad he's getting that he can carry a movie just with name recognition alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those. Mm-hmm. Because think about this. How many people do y'all know personally when you mentioned Oppenheimer who knew who Robert Oppenheimer was? Negative you know zero. Because I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> when um, he announced it, like, oh, oh Oppenheimer, know. like, oh, what's that going to be about? What, what do you think? The father? <laughs> That's what I said. The, the but, architect of death. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, you know, and and it's awesome because this movie is educating a lot of people Good. Mm-hmm. of um who who wouldn't have known about this and but yeah well, that's now that's that it's, it's a crazy summer why don't y'all educate the people who don't know about the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtle movies so I can get this back on track oh yeah we can educate them um, don't watch them yep <laughs> that, that's a lesson not good. I was about to. I was about to say. Did y'all hear uh, Alan Rich in an interview about how shitty it was behind the scenes? But Eric, yeah, the one that's that Eric, the one that sent us that video. And um, and let me um, Ninja Turtles, and back up on this. So to get this out the way real quick, the 1990 Ninja Turtles, the original April O'Neil, that was um Judith Hogue. Judith Hogue, and y'all know the story behind why she wasn't in the secret because she was not as attractive as Paige Turco. Well, damn, Randy. <laughs> Man. Really? Really? Hey, they both fine. They both fine. <laughs> no, but I, I got to give her her props um, because she did what a lot of people didn't I'm, care about back in the day. She didn't like the violence or whatever, so, right? Um, ninja... No, the violence was fine. She didn't like how they went about... Um... So the movie was a co-production of Golden Harvest and New Line Cinema. It was independent, so yeah. no... No unions. So did they pick and up because of that? Did they pick up all the all the extras, take them back to like the hotel or whatever, and then pick her up last? No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't her. Oh, that she was, was concerned that was different about Ninja the... Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... We're gonna get to that. No, she was concerned about the stunt performers, and she said they were treating them like crap. I can she see said that. they were. They would be. They would be working them sixteen hours a day. They wouldn't get proper breaks. Um, because they were in those suits, um, a lot of them were getting exhausted. And like the Foot Clan, they were they were accidentally made contact in a fight scenes and get knocked out, and they would fire them because they were hurt. So she was trying to speak up for um, the people who didn't have a voice, and they they didn't like that. They got rid of her. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, it's I wish it would have would have got more more coverage and you know they say creative differences that's what they yeah. said but now she she came out and spoke about that and uh, creative differences aka she didn't like the bullshit we were pulling and called us out yeah but um i guess it would get fixed because after that first movie the it the jarring tonality the, the jarring tone between the first and the second movie is like man combat cold cuts oh my god it's and you know, and speaking of which, uh, Donatello was the only person in the second movie to use his actual weapon on on another person. They say his teeth Leonardo, were made of wool. Yeah, they, Leonardo uses his swords to jump on the ceiling. That's it. Yeah. Oh, bro, he, he had those like when when he was in TGRI, like he had those like tr- rubber training swords or whatever. Yeah, he had some um, extremos. <laughs> and um, you got big, you got swords. You using um, extremos sticks. And 
Raphael, yeah, he didn't even. <laughs> but yeah, they they totally toned down um, the violence because the parents were complaining and like, t- Ninja Turtles aren't supposed to cuss. Well, yeah, they were because they did. Shut up. <laughs> I'll tell you, like they got Batman Returns before Batman Returns. Yeah, they mm-hmm. yeah, you did say that, but but now the, the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles. Oh boy, we want to start with that. One. Oof. <laughs> and uh, like, and what's the you, Randy? I'm sorry, um, man. Like that's why, like. Y'all can't trust my fresh out the theater reviews because I like some shit in the moment. In 2014, I probably gave Michael Bay's Turtles like a three and a half or a four. Mm. Now that shit is, is flirting with a two. Damn. Yeah, I gave it that right out the gate. I, I pulled up my old um, my old review and posted on Letterbox recently. And um, and after that, I found out about the um. The reshoots they did because um and it was, it was you who didn't know about that right randy uh probably not yeah or oh, what about you um sean um it was that william fitch william fitch was, was originally, originally shredder, shredder. See, that's what like no, I, I didn't know about that did not yeah. know about that i saw the the original trailers like sold him as shredder yeah you go watch and you can see it then they they did pickup shoots with adding old boy the japanese dude. yeah it's, it's just yeah, yeah, and even in the movie at the end, because they they were able to do um, ADR and all that when they were fighting Shredder in the end. That supposed that one is William Fitchner supposed to be in the suit. Interesting, but they um of course they edited it to make it the other guy because you don't see his face, so they could play that off easily. Uh, when it became the Amazing Spider Teenage nin- Ninja Man Turtles. <laughs> But yeah, it's I don't know, and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I know this. Don't when they know, drop those, now you know because everything's coming out on 4K, and they drop those on 4K. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll stick with my Blu-ray. Yeah, like my God. They need to bring out the original ones. Those I'll I'll do, but. Out of the Shadows had that. Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, what about the, that's the, the one second one? one? That's the one with Stephen Amell, right? Oh, boy. It's Casey Jones. Yeah. He's in it. Stephen mm-hmm. Crybaby Amell in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like watch but, it. It's, he's just... A Jose Canseco bat? Yeah. Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> yeah, that's just lightning in the bottle, that, that first movie. It's a reason we keep going back to it. <laughs> we try to talk about the other stuff. Like, oh, man. No, I will vouch for the first two and Mutant Mayhem. I'll watch the other four and be like, damn, it's not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and part two, Um, I know Randy us being wrestling fans, um, Sean Super Shredder in part two. You know who played him, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Ooh. Jimmy Snooker? Oh, no. Yeah. Too sweet. Uh, Kevin Nash. Oh, really? Yeah, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Yeah, it's, it's pictures of him out there with his um with the mask on. With the eye makeup? Yeah, the eye makeup. 
and my boy is in a movie. He's he, in. Um, he so definitely didn't Kino, say. Then so be it. Be it. <laughs> and low key, I mean, he pushed him back, and that flip up he did was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big old nerves. No. But um, Kino, Ernie Reyes Jr., um, when he's trying to go undercover to get into the foot, and oh boy, and Sean, you tell me this. I do not think that actor was from New York. No. Like the dude, so um, all of you is going to have to take the little text. That yeah, guy. no, no. Like, <laughs> it's same exact oh, I thought you were talking about the, uh, and we work in concealment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Me and my wife go through this argument. I think I sound like everybody else. She's like, no, you don't. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think I sound like everybody else. But there are certain ways that people, when they try to talk a certain way, I'm like, yep, that's not that. You could tell it's not natural. Oh, so that's yeah. why you're roasting me. Voice acting, it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's, uh, that's funny. Like, go ahead. No, it's, it's just funny because, like, when something flows, it flows. But you could definitely tell they were trying in that scene. That's, yeah, that's all I'm saying. But in that scene, um, they're standing outside before they go to the place. And in the background is Michael J. White as an extra. And he never makes it to the other scene until when they were fighting. He's just an extra in that one little scene. That goes to show you how far you could come. Like, man. That's crazy. For sure. Have you guys but, seen um, the one? It's definitely a DC property. To, uh, was it the Ninja Turtles and, and Batman or something like oh, that? Oh, that's the fire! Have you see that one? That movie's yeah, fire. I, I mean, I got it. yeah, yeah. They got um. And let me ask y'all this: Did y'all know? Um, I forget. So it's Kevin Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Somewhere I think in the two thousands, um, one actually sold off his rights to the other. I don't know if you ever heard about that. I'll always see Eastman, like, talking about the shit. But, like, Mutant mm-hmm. Mayhem had, like, a Laird Easter egg. Yeah, they always they always do that. But eventually, but funny enough, there was a resurgence after he sold off his piece of the Ninja Turtles. And it's, I think it was Peter Laird who sold his half. Because he tried to go on and do something else, and it didn't work out. Uh, I think so. Comic book series. That sounds but weird. But he would... He would slowly come back. I don't know if he has that big piece he had before, but he's back in the fold. But yeah, Kevin Eastman definitely made off because before that, um, no, right after that, Nickelodeon bought them. I was about to say that's when Paramount and Nickelodeon got the rights, right? Yeah, and then you know that you know he made bank from that. So that's just yeah, that's something. How many seasons was the show on Nickelodeon? Um, I think they're already on like their second or third different show. Yeah, they have which show is the question because they had like three different iterations. They did a 2012 yeah. show and then they did like the rise of the Ninja Turtles or some shit. Yeah. I've only yeah, seen that's, that's... the 87 animated series and then I, I started the 03 series, but I've, I've seen like five episodes. Mm. Now, that's nuts though. Like you mentioned when the original comic came out, out and. They're about to be around for 40 years. That's crazy. 40 years. Mm-hmm. The Ninja like Turtles. I, said, I remember the original movies and the anime, the first animated series. Besides that, like, besides the rest of the movies coming out, okay, here and there, but, like, the Nickelodeon stuff, I never never watched any of that stuff. Yeah. In 03, they came out with something. Did you watch Man. the Ninja Turtle wrestlers? 
The Ninja Turtles. <laughs> In WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that little clip. You ever seen that, Sean? Were you the one that put me onto that? I didn't know about that shit until like three months ago. Yeah, I'll I'll put it in the chat again. In WWE, uh, these wrestlers, tag team wrestlers, came out as Ninja Turtles. And they did this bit where one of them got knocked on their back and they couldn't get up. (laughs) It's so bizarre. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's that's a hell of a thing. It'll It'll forever be in pop culture, I hope. But you know what needs that to be is, omitted from pop culture? Vanilla Ice did that? not cook Ninja Rap right there on the spot. No, he. I've seen um, the hell out of here. They pay. Oh my goodness! I, I think I mentioned this to y'all. This is 1991. I'm gonna look this up. Inflation. They paid that fool. 1991. What? That's 32 years ago. They paid that fool a million dollars for that one song. A song. Not hey. an album. Not a, uh, <laughs> All right, Allen Iverson. <laughs> right. Not, not an album. Not an album. Not an album. A song. A single. I played the like, shit oh, out man. of them soundtracks. The first two right. soundtracks, I had them motherfuckers on tape driving my grandpa crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I knew the whole damn dance. <laughs> that I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, That's another thing about, uh, about Mutant Mayhem. The soundtrack was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, don't get me started. Go, go ahead, start. Right? Yeah, yeah. The music soundtrack was sick. All right. Go ahead, hey, start. Hey, it's, it's, already, it's already on Lou's best animated feature, the Spider-Verse. So, like, let's talk about Bro. the music where it might have a better chance yeah. to win something. But the, the score, I don't know if y'all really was listening to it. Um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. It was fire. And so I, I might have to, to punch that up on Spotify, but that's just a... I guess they got their kids in mind. They've been doing a lot of um, animated stuff. They did Soul. They won the Oscar for Soul. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And they trying to, I guess, work on that legacy for the children. <laughs> I just hope, I just hope, I know it's not, like I said, it's not doing well in the box office. I just hope they just pick it up for a sequel. I would love to see a sequel. I think it. it's already greenlit. They're going to do like a, a show, too. Hmm. But the question is, what was the the budget? That's the question versus how much it's making. Quick, see here. I would imagine it didn't cost too much. I mean, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Budget <laughs> seventy million. Box office one eighteen. Okay, it's a chance. So they got. Future. They got to make at least. In June, about two hundred mil, about two hundred yeah, mil. Yeah, probably. In June twenty two, Robin said there were plans for multiple turtle movies. In Ju- July twenty three, Roe expressed interest in a sequel featuring Shredder. Last later that month, it was reported that a sequel and and a two D animated TV series, Tales wow. of the Ninja Turtles, had been greenlit. Roe set to return. Point Grey will produce. I wonder if the kids mm. will do the voice. You know, sometimes they be getting different voice actors for TV shows and shit. Right. Yeah, the thing is, I guess they, they'll they probably wait and see how that does on video also. Yeah, that goes towards towards that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why these studios, they, they just want to break even at the theater. They break even at the theater, then all the ancillary stuff, like the shirts, the toys, the video games, the movies... 
that's they just add that on top of the pro you know on top of what the movie made and Cynthia that's how they make profit Utron. yep Maya Rudolph was Cynthia Utron. <laughs> yeah that's no wonder we don't nah, remember bro, that name. Like, Every 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 villain had to like obviously like Ice Cube was clowning the Superfly, but Paul Rudd had his Mondo Gecko scene, Hannibal Burris, his Genghis Frog, Post Malone had that one scene where he was singing, uh, <laughs> Leatherhead, Bebop, Rocksteady, yeah, like they gave focus to like they held off on Shredder, obviously the mid credit scene we get Shredder in the sequel, but like they let all of these other characters get get a little bit of shine in this first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I wonder if. I'm gonna I would imagine it'll movie. it'll be nominated. We're just assuming it was put in the anime because it's only they got only three slots in that category. Only right? three movies get nominated for best animated feature. I believe. Oh no. man! So I, I'm probably mistaken. You have to look that up. Let me see. And Anim- man, animation has been too fire this year, though. Cause fucking Mario, I mean, Elemental, Spider Verse, Turtles. Yeah. You got another Disney movie coming. Uh, yeah, Wish. So wish. Wish. I mean, at the end of the day, still my favorite movie is Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's Across my favorite movie this year. This year, and Turtles is my number three. I want to watch oh, this. I want to watch this shit again before my theater dumps it. Let's see. If they look at that there. But yeah, that's. You know, hopefully, it'll be a sequel. I think it deserves one, and I think so. Hell yeah! We uh, said turtles was your number three. What's your number two? Oppenheimer, that's my number two. No, I mean, anime, no. anime. Oh, anime? Oh, I was, I was talking about one and three for the year. Those oh, are my top two year. animated movies. Animated. <laughs> nah, my third favorite animated movie is Elemental. Mm. That one's dope. Yep. Right. Underrated. Yep. But, uh, let's break, yeah. come back. How did that do? Oh, no. Nah. How about that? It's like, it started kind of like lukewarm, like flash out gross it opening weekend by like 10, 15 million, but. It, it got legs. It's at, like I said, as of now, it's at 444.8 mil. Oh, wow. I thought it was, I didn't know it was doing that good. Yeah, it, it was supposed to lose hundreds of millions of dollars the way it started. And then it just kept going. Word of mouth helped it out. Interesting. The Bartman, Barbie is only, when when these these weekend numbers come out, Barbie's going to be the highest grossing movie of the year. Yep, it's going to pass through Mario Brothers. Domestically. Uh, Ele- Elemental domestically has made one 151. Mm. Turtles has made 88 domestically. I don't even see the flash on this motherfucker. Yeah, oh yeah, I was mistaken. It's five slots for animated feature. You lie. It is five, right? Yeah. Flash only made 108. <laughs> Domestic. Rude. Damn. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, let's break. We can chop, chop it up, talk Blue Beetle on, on the back half. 
before Eric starts eating all up in the mic. <laughs> yeah. Now I have nothing to say. <laughs> Whatever you just said is on wax. Uh, hey, man, like these, I wanted to talk more turtles, but these dudes like hijacked my show. Uh, <laughs> Blue Beetle came out this weekend. So once again, if you haven't seen no Blue Beetle, go see it. Come back. I'm not going to be vulgar about it this time. Uh, Eric, what you think? Oh, I gave it out of five. My heart rating three, three and a half, three point five. It was. Yeah, what's the way to put it? Serviceable. It wasn't. That's it. Bad. It wasn't nowhere near great. Is a lot of elements in it were like we spoke off air. Um, generic. It's not. Um, didn't introduce anything new to us. A lot of cliches and tropes we see um like with a lot of superhero movies but um i love um the visual style of the movie uh, cinematography is decent uh i like the score but yeah it's just nothing wild or like ooh or made you jump out of your seat but it was just it's like a like like a head nod, like okay, okay, you're trying, you're trying. <laughs> you you but, gonna you gonna remake your whole look after George Lopez? <laughs> I can take that. I take that pickup truck though, but <laughs> the the newer one. Yeah the the taco <laughs> taco. Nah, bro. Like, but yeah, why they bring just, him yeah. in? They brought him in on some like conspiracy theorists and all of this, and then they kind of dumped that whole thing. Yeah, it really didn't go anywhere, did it? No. <laughs> Yeah, and he just he just turned him into a a tech guy. All yeah, of a sudden, he became the guy in the chair. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, it was just okay, <laughs> just just good, and we'll see. Rocket, I gave it. I think what I say a seven and a half out of ten. So about on a scale three point seven five out of five to mm-hmm. me. It's a little different, like I said. It's a generic, like, nothing amazing about it. Mm-hmm. The vibe, I like the aesthetic of it. I like the CGI of it. It gave me that 80s vibe with the colors and all that, you know, to a degree. But what, the reason why I gave it that ranking was me being Latino and all that, that's how the Latin family is. It's yeah. close, tight. And I think in the movie, that was those were the scenes that lifted this movie up. You know, there was a lot of, you know, heartfelt things, you know, you know, when his dad, you know, me, me growing up, when he comes out of college, they're, you know, celebrating and, you know, he finds out they're going to lose the house. They're losing this. And then he tips the waitress 25%. You know, and the mom is like, what are you doing? He's like, no, we're figuring <laughs> it out. And I find myself telling my wife, when something goes wrong, you know, we'll figure this out. It'll work. It'll be okay. And it's just funny because as a Latino, like growing up in my family, that's how it is. No matter how tough times are, we will get through this together. So it hit me differently. Um, but to me, that's what lifted this movie up. Like if you take the family aspects out of it, yeah, the storyline was not, <laughs> I mean, I could have been the villain. You know what I mean? It's like, it, 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 like it's it's Susan Sarandon, a fantastic actress. She was wasted. I think 
she was just there to be there, like a big name. Yeah. That's the th- right. And I think that's the yeah. thing is, it's a movie like this, Blue Beetle, you know, you got Zola Duena, you know, everybody knows her from Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. You know, has a lot of charisma. I really like him. I think they cast him perfectly for this role. Yeah. Um, I hope he has future success and more stuff to come. You know, people see him as, you know, you have TV actors and then you have movie actors. I think he can do both. Yeah. Okay. And I think with Susan Sarandon and George Lopez, they were casted because those are the two big names that people know the most, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. You know, so that kind of helped, you know, if you have fans of George Lopez, Susan Sarandon. Like, Susan Sarandon hasn't been Even in though if, a while. if anybody was paying attention, they would know that Mom Dukes was in Predator. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yep. But Busted. me overall, like, like I said, you know, we all said... Story-wise, superhero movie, generic. Has a lot of potential, especially that first mid-credit scene. Yes. That, yeah. that could go... You could, if, the, if James Gunn... They'll never touch it again. Decides, that's, I agree. But if I wish they do, you know, just be, you know, playing devil's advocate. If they take that, that could be very, very interesting. And I think that could elevate the next movie. Especially like, with the backstory the right that way. they gave that character. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would love to see him, you know, Zolo play this character again down the road. Will they? Who the heck knows? Um, but like I said, the family aspects is what rose this movie up for me, and I enjoyed yeah. it. I think it's it's a fun movie to a degree, but it's nothing new that we got. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. The family in the third act was whack to me. <laughs> Gr- Granny, Granny was in that motherfucker with a cannon that weighed more than she did, and I was not feeling that shit. No, <laughs> that was actually one of more funnier parts. No, <laughs> nah, but like comic book humor has not hit me this year. I didn't think mm-hmm. Ant Man was funny. I didn't think Shazam was funny. I did not think this was funny. Yeah. And that's funny. Uh, well, no, it's not. Funny, but. <laughs> It's, it's interesting what you say about that. I was talking to somebody about humor. And um, so we're going to go back a little bit. Um, it's just like um, what we were saying with, uh, I don't think we were recording, what we were saying is, but how the DC was trying to copy the um, template of Marvel in Marvel Studios. And I'm also trying. something they were trying to do, um, concentrate on, is what the mistake they made with... Um, hiring Josh Whedon for the Justice League. So, as big of an a-hole as he is, and I hate this, um, he's a talented a-hole, Josh Whedon. He set that comedic tone for the MCU with the Avengers. If you think about it, it rose all the way. He said it. James Gunn, I think, perfected it with Guardians, and then and you have everybody else, and with Ant-Man, Edgar Wright had his fingerprints on that. He he, he wrote that script. That's why um, that's the best Ant-Man. And that humor, and anybody else that's trying to do it, you can tell when it's forced. You can see the Russos probably tried their best to stay away from it, but I'm sure they got post-it notes from Powers to Be 
because um, Winter Soldier really doesn't have that. Nah, the, you know what I mean. Yeah, Black Widow has a couple like quippy lines, but and, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm sure they threw those like, yeah, give, give somebody something to do. And yeah. I, you could, I, I guarantee you, they tried to fight it, but and it's like that humor. They're trying to put that. Oh, your comic book movies have to have this goofy, uh, wink, wink humor moment, and they don't. Yeah, I, I think know that's kind of what's what's ruining them, and they don't realize that all writers can't do this type of humor successfully. You know what I mean? Well, like I said, they could, we, we pay them more. That's I guess that's what they think. Because James Gunn, you go back to before Marvel, uh, watch James Gunn's movies, uh, Super and um, Slither. Slither and all that. That's James Gunn's comedic style. Yeah. He's good at it. And even Josh Whedon with the, the stuff he did before, like uh, Serenity and um, and all his other stuff. Never heard of her. <laughs> But yeah, every everybody's not good at it, and they should let people play to their strengths with their their forks and his humor. And um, um I forget my boy Taka Waititi, especially with with um, Thor, uh, Ragnarok. But and what he has not. done for us lately was poo. Yeah, I, I didn't mention Love and Thunder. <laughs> now you did, and it sucks. Yeah, and you gotta have a you gotta have a ba- you gotta have a balance with that type of humor. You can't hit over the head with it. It's, it's basically what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. And um, yeah, it doesn't translate because I, I think it worked to almost, but I, I see where Randy's coming from though. It, yeah. it's, it's 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 a tricky a tricky um, a slippery slope to, to mess with. I gotta turn my find my iPhone off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I just feel like it, that's that's the hard part is to incorporate it in a, in a movie humor, where where it seems like it comes just like a quick one line, natural you know smart ass remark. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. we know people you know we know humor's coming, it's gonna hit here and there or not hit, but you gotta make it look as though it's natural. Don't force it in there yeah. just to get a laugh. And that's it. And also the with George Lopez, you see it. Delivery is important, mm-hmm. and um, there there's like a, a throwaway line you hear it in the background, but <laughs> I giggled at it. It was funny. Um, the first time he, um, Zolo turned into Blue Beetle, and then they put the blanket around him. He went he goes into his room. You hear George Lopez they're like like uh, you can keep that blanket. You have Teresa on it, or yeah. <laughs> if I believe, yeah, said it. <laughs> yeah. And that that was funny to me. And, yeah, they was like, bro, know, he got a little meat. Yeah. He, <laughs> But that's no coincidence, because what is George Lopez? A comedian. Little me. I don't you think know, that's he, the thing with, with him, though. Is I think, yeah, he was a conspiracy theorist in the beginning, but I think they try to make him, since he's a comedian, well, we're going to make him funny. Yeah. No, he's a comedian by nature. He is yeah. funny. He's naturally funny. They were trying to make him too funny, I right. feel like. And I guarantee and, uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And that line that you said about, you know, keep the blanket, you know, I don't want your chorizo on it, he said, you know, mm-hmm. all that. That's what makes him funny. It's the little, because that sounded more natural yeah. in real life. I was life. about to say, I guarantee you he had a little bit. That, oh, I, oh, I yeah. guarantee you as well. Yeah. I, I believe that. But yeah, you know, they it's, you have a comedian, they try to make him funny. No, he's a comedian because he's naturally gifted and funny. You don't have to make somebody funny who's a comedian. Right. And yeah, you can tell the stuff that... Yo, but uh, uh, Belissa Escobedo played his sister. She was funny too. 
she was good. Yeah, yeah, she was she good. was funny. She was funny at the beginning, but the more like the, the more serious the story got, the, and she wasn't in the movie, the humor kind of died down a little bit. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but it's I don't know what comes out next week, and that's gonna take away some of that um that box office from Blue Beetle, if anything. Apparently, the the phenomenal, mind blowing. Uh, Game changing Gran Turismo. <laughs> you should really. <laughs> there, there's like, okay. there's a is good anybody? like, there's four movies that come out every year that it's just like, dude, I don't give a fuck about this, but I'm gonna watch it though. And Gran well, Turismo is just seen? one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing Gran yeah, Turismo because I, mean, I like Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, I think that's everybody and. You see on these ads, I don't know if y'all seen, they really push in that 98% Rotten Tomato rating. Because uh, the masses ain't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, like... But what about you, Sean? Are you, you planning on going to see it? I'll probably watch it because I'm an idiot, but I'll go see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he stole my line. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just there. And bro, like everything, Funny. everything with Susan Sarandon just felt like some CW type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I could see in Blue Beetle, I could see certain aspects of CW in there. Mm-hmm. And then I could see some aspects like this could be a really good movie. And I think that's where, like, it was CW humor and certain lines with that. But like I said, the family and heartfelt stuff was more like movie related because there are people going through tough times as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. We we, we see it. Yeah. So, so that part of it was like, okay, I can see this. Let's keep the family aspect in it to a degree and let's build around that. But yeah, yet the superhero and all that, it was more CW. Like I can see this, you know, being after like, Arrow and the Flash on Thursdays. Here is Blue Beetle. You know what I mean? Like that's the funny thing about it. Like that. Those were the aspects yeah. how I saw it. So it was like a little mix of both. Um, like I said, though, I hope I agree with you, Randy. I don't think they ever touch that mid-credit scene, but I hope they think you know rethink because that could be real interesting. Yeah, that could be real interesting. I had like, oh man, I had heard coming up like that there was uh, Susan Sarandon was playing the brother of one of the original Blue Beetles, and then it, you know we get that like kind of like Mission Impossible esque like this is the prelude like dude like was Blue Beetle, and then we find out in the movie like he never had the beetle had the power yeah. you know what I'm saying, and then the mid credit scene dude is still alive live like yeah. that could be fire. And that's the great thing about it is with Ted Cord, like the origin was he was Blue Beetle, he, you know, all this other stuff. But I like that take as well is, well, yeah, he was Blue Beetle, but he never had the Scarab. He just took technology that the Scarab had yeah. and he, took, he made his gadgets. You know, he made that's his dope. gadgets like, you know, which was cool. Like he was the poor version of Batman, if you think about mm-hmm. it, you know. But so he had the money yeah. to do to take whatever technology the Scarab had and he could make a tweak of it of his own. So that was kind of cool. That take. It's kind of like Ant-Man, you know, where, you know, it's 
Michael Douglas was Ant Man, but now Paul Rudd is the new Ant Man. Like I right. like that take. Yeah. You know, Hank Pym was the original, and through the comic books, well, it ain't Hank Pym no more. He's an older guy and all that. That's where this kind of, like you said, Randy, they took trying to take a little bit of everything from different comic book stories, and that's how they kind of did it here. You know, Ted Cord was Blue Beetle in the comic books, all that, but now he never got the Scarab. He just took technology from it to become Blue Beetle. Yeah. So that's that's interesting in its own way right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but going back, when does Aqu- the new Aquaman supposedly come out? Christmas? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. December? <laughs> That's, oh, man, it's, it's going to be... That's the last one, I think, that's DC for this year. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, maybe ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. Nah, but for a while, right? I think it's the last DC mm-hmm. movie until James Gunn's Superman Legacy comes out. Yeah, 2020. Well, when is that slated for? It'd be like July 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 25. Yeah. And with the, the strike, who, well, he was done with it before the strike, but. Yeah. The script. Yeah. Check, check this out. Mm-hmm. So we had Ant-Man Quantumania come out. Not a good movie. Disappointing. <laughs> But you had Guardians 3 come out. Fantastic movie. Yeah. If you combine those, just those two movies, remember, we got the Marvels coming out in November. If you combine those two Marvel movies, it's about 1.2, 1.3 billion combined. Mm-hmm. You could take, you already got Black Adam, Shazam Fury of the Gods, and Blue Beetle, and we don't know what Blue Beetle is going to end up at, and you still have Aquaman. You could have four DC movies not even hit a billion dollars. Total. Total. That's you crazy. Could, Fury of the Gods made 133, and Black Adam made 393. That's what? Just over a half a million? And you still don't know what Blue Beetle has or what Aquaman's going to make. Meanwhile, yeah. you have a shitty movie in Quantumania, but a good movie <laughs> Guardians, and they've already made and over a, a billion dollars. And they still have Marvels coming yeah. out. So that's that's how far this, uh, DC has to come. Yeah. Because they might have four movies that might not even make combined a billion dollars. That's not yeah. even including what the budgets were. Mm-hmm. If it That's wasn't the funny part. If it wasn't for James Gunn's announcement, man, I'm confident that they would have got a billion out of four movies. That's crazy. How that works. You know, it's crazy about um, MCU. I saw an article that touched on this. You really don't think about it. They only have... Did it have consent? <laughs> Stupid. No, they only have two in all of the TV shows and all of the movies. Um, supposedly they only have two rotten reviews. That's crazy. And but you, what do y'all think it is? Love and Thunder, Eternals, and I'm out. Thor, <laughs> Dark World, I say, is one of Thor, Dark World. Yeah. So this this um article was supposedly bastion uh it was made to bash secret invasions and um so secret invasion 
um, I was about to say Elementals. <laughs> oh, we count TV the shows? Eternals. No, no, no. Yeah, the, yeah, the TV shows, Eternals. And you know what's what's the name was actually um fresh uh love and thunder trash <laughs> no that's true <laughs> yeah the fresh yeah go look it up if i'm not mistaken because they said it's only t- two and they were talking about secret invasion and um no this year um i'm talking about oh this year oh yeah my fault y'all y'all so it's secret invasion and the other one is Quantumania? Hmm? Quantumania? Quantumania. Okay. Good. So, yeah, out of, out of everything, TV shows and movies. Interesting. So. I mean, they've yeah, only, two of their three releases have been rotten this year. Yeah. And Guardians. Everybody yeah, hit the panic they, button. I don't even think they have a, they probably only have a handful of rotten's total. Yeah. Because I don't think this dark Thor the Dark World, Rotten? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's see, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. No, it's, it's, not, it's not. fresh. It's fresh. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. It's got to be right there on the line. Yeah, 66%. It's 66. Yeah. That's crazy. No, and um, and believe it or not, Love and Thunder is not rotten. It's fresh. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's even closer. It's close to rotten. Sixty three percent. You throw in two more bad reviews, it's probably going below. Well, yep. uh, let me review it and then let me set up a burner. <laughs> Holy fuck! That is crazy. How that works, but yeah, yeah. So but it goes um, to show you, you know, like movies, you know, it's. You know, it depends on how movies hit us. Same thing with the humor. You know, it's some people think it's funny, some people don't. Uh, As soon as Thor lost his invite to the orgy, I was out. (laughs) I was out before that. And what the hell is a that is shame? I'm trying to put it out of my mind so much. The the freaking movie we just talked about, the Marvel. Eternal. I keep wanting to. Eternal. I keep wanting to say elements. <laughs> That's Pixar, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 47%. That's rotten. Uh, what what well, could have been? Yep. They just greenlit Thor 5 out here with Taika Waititi coming back, they say. Oh, they say he wasn't doing it. Trash. Interesting. Is Interesting. Hemsworth doing it? Yeah, he said Hemsworth said his back. Hmm. I thought Hemsworth was isn't he dealing with like medical shit and he was like taking time away from acting or something? Well, the strike is helping, so it don't matter. That's a fact. Yeah. So can they even announce yeah. the word five while there's nobody to write it? That's a good question, probably. I mean it's a studio. The studio's not on strike, so they can announce whatever they want. You know? Oh, it's yeah. like uh, supposedly they're back at that's crazy how many episodes that we brought up this it's been a while because it started with the writers right now it's the writers and the actors yeah. it's a lot of people on the line that's that's talking and supposedly bigger actors have written too bad ain't nobody listening 
Yeah, well, we'll see. I think um, what's the name is starting to, to fold. At least he put out some BS statement. Um, Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's nuts. And um, and what's the show? Um, um, what is it? Um, the show you just mentioned, Randy. Uh, the Bear. The Bear. Yeah, a writer from that show um spoke out on something. The Bob Iger isn't paying in for Hulu residuals. There's, it was something. Um, I gotta find that find that video and send it to you again. That's that's just nuts. Um and one actor who's been around, he's you know, he just lost his apartment and I'm like, God dog. Like and these goofballs, uh it's not even worth arguing with them. And to, to show you how much the, the regular normie person in general doesn't know, at least do research before you speak on it because yeah. people just take their assumptions. Like, oh, all these all these rich millionaires complaining about no. The Brad Pitts, the Tom Cruises, and all those big they're only one percent. That's exactly it. Of Hollywood. And all these and they don't realize that a lot of these actors and writers, especially the actors, are doing so because they love it. You know what I mean? And um like even actors, the bigger actors who probably won't have to worry about financial stuff. Uh, Edward North, um, you know, we've heard a thing or two about him. He probably has an ego, but you know, mm-hmm. like he does a lot of um, it's Wes Anderson stuff, and he yeah. was talking about how he only got paid four thousand dollars. Oh, I heard. Um, I don't know if it was him. I heard somebody be taking L's doing Wes Anderson movies. He just yeah, they're, they're just that good. Way below scale. They just want to work. I mean, a lot of these actors successful, and I, they they just they love acting. And a lot of people don't realize that. And then they come out and say, um, and I love the the retorts that the actors have. Of, like, no, quit complaining. They're like, okay, you don't want to support us? Don't watch movies. Don't watch TV shows. Basically. Don't watch talk shows. Basically. <laughs> well, WB's in hot water with uh, the actress who does The Nun. I don't know if you've heard about I that. I saw something about that. So mm-hmm. in, her con- in her contract, she's suing WB because they lied to her about their profits. So basically, you know, when you act or you play a character, they own your likeness. Well, mm-hmm. in her contract, she gets she gets points for her likeness, whether it's toys, T-shirts, all the ancillary stuff. They straight lied to her, and they straight lied to her. So she, her, and her lawyers were talking. They, WB was saying their profits were this, but then when they got the spreadsheet, their profits were a different number. So now she's suing WB and like, it's funny because before Discovery bought WB, everybody was hyping up David Zasloff saying this guy's phenomenal. This guy's smart. This guy's this. He's a jackass. And now <laughs> like the more, you know, and what's going on, it seems like he's a dirtbag. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's now granted all these CEOs, Want money. Like, like, like Bob Iger. You hit it on the head the last time we were on, Eric. He says that actors and writers are asking for too much. Meanwhile, he gets a, a raise and he's at the Billy Dollar Country Club. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's saying that. He, and he's saying that. Meanwhile, you're at a country club that's for billionaires. You know, so it's, it's easy to say that when you're making the money. But at the end of the day is, you know, like you said, the Brad Pitts, you know, 
the Robert Downey Juniors, they're the 1%. That's why they're in all these movies where people associate all these actors with them. Well, they're rich. Everybody's rich if you're acting. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. Nah. I, I saw a video. Um, it was um, an actor who did uh, stuff on the Disney Channel. Um, my wife's little, you know, brother and sister. Used I to think watch I know the shows. one you're talking about. How they, yeah. um, they changed, they the, changed title the title in t- season three. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So basically, like he was on the show, like Little Maddie or something. So they say after three seasons, anything three after three seasons, you start getting paid. So after three seasons, they'll be like, you know, Little Maddie go to California. So now it's a whole new reboot. New so show. they don't have to pay them. Yeah. yeah. So they keep on switching up after every three years. It's the same. It'll be, it'll be the same show. That's but so they trash. Keep on changing, changing yeah, it's, it up. Um... So they the technicalities. Yeah. But, yeah, they they really need to... Yeah, they really need to, to buckle this down, but... Yeah. It all... It all comes down to... Yeah, it's basically Netflix and these big studios. Mm-hmm. They saw... They took advantage of... But yeah, that's why I wouldn't want to... Cause uh, my knucklehead brother, uh, damn, uh, has uh, no, I, I'm telling him he's a knucklehead. He, <laughs> Cold-blooded. No, uh, no, he's an actor, and uh, he does. Uh, what's the show? Um, what's the show with William H Macy? It's uh, just went off. On Shameless. 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 Yeah, so you know that's uh, a lot of that is shot in Chicago. Um, Chicago oh, my brother still is. And he, um, if you watch Shameless, you, you've seen him in the background playing basketball or walking by or in the police station. Nice. <laughs> and this background actor, um, not, not so much an extra as a background actor because extras, um, cause I think it's a little crazy thing that separates the two because you'll see like at a dinner scene, a background actor, uh, be talking in the background, but they won't be audible. That's not an extra. So, but you look outside the window, people walking by are extras. Interesting. Which is, which is weird. <laughs> That's discrimination. <laughs> it's something. But yeah, my brother, he's doing his independent stuff and non-union stuff, so he's still working. But yeah. he, um, my brother told me the story. Um, he got caught up. He would have got a SAG card. Uh, what's the Adam Sandler, the basketball movie? Hustle. Hustle. So they filmed that in Philadelphia, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, my brother almost got a role as one of the basketball players who had two or three lines, but he had to go to Philly. And it's something he basically, I guess he couldn't make it or because, you know, you got to pay your own dollar to get that. Yeah, yeah, fly you out. And yeah, it was something about the, the union, the reason why he couldn't do it. Because, yeah, I think because he wasn't in the union was why they couldn't hire him. Because you have to, you have to earn it with a certain amount of credits that you get. It's 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 a, a crazy thing. I, I honestly wouldn't want to be an actor I, if, if I got no. in the business. I probably won't be behind the camera or something. Like but, and like we, you heard the actor, well, Billy Porter. He had to sell his house because he's on strike. Mm. Billy Porter, yeah. He, Guy took it took him. He said thirty something years to get to where he got, and if we just won a bunch working, of awards. <laughs> yep, and he, yeah, and he's and um, 
and he's had a lot of stuff in the works now, but because of the strike, who knows if those projects are even going to come to hand, and now he has to sell, like, his house. I thought his that's house. who you was talking about, Lost their Apartment. Maybe, maybe that's who Eric was talking about, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it wasn't Billy Porter. It was somebody else, um, but I know who Billy Porter is. Yeah. But, that, but that's even house. more. Yeah. That's and, even and more terrible. Won, and and he, he's won awards, and that's the thing. is You got actors who, who have won awards, Emmys, you know, you yeah. would think, you know, you win an Emmy, even though it's for TV. I'm locked in for life. You know, I could pick and choose. What? Nah, don't work that right. way. Don't work that way. Yeah, that's, that's, that goes to another um, entertainment um, area of music. Uh, a rapper named Jadakiss Children. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> look him up. Yep. J um, to the noir. In one of his um, lines, he was like, um, you keep them awards, my son can't eat those plaques. <laughs> he ain't lying. Yeah. You got, a, you, got a, you got, he has an Emmy, a Golden Globe. I think he almost probably has an EGOT, got, but you just, um, and you got to, you got to sell your house, but I, I got a, I got an Emmy. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. You know what'll That's keep me hard. warm at night? Those degrees. <laughs> like oh Duh. man, and even Weird Al, um, Weird Al for people who don't know has a like uh, a master's degree or something in biochemical engineering, something you wouldn't think. And um, before he made it big in his music, he was he tells the story how he was applying a job at McDonald's, and he said they told him, you know, you're overqualified for this. He's like, yeah, but I gotta eat. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, man, like, I, I, I need money. I need money. money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope they they settle that quick. But cause it, yeah, it's, yeah, nobody they need to. They need to. So uh, wrap it up on that. Oh yeah, yeah. We were still recording. We was rambling like a motherfucker. So, uh, Blue Beetle is cool. Turtles is really good. Next time, man, I got two fantasy football drafts on the next day that we supposed to pod. And (laughs) we might, I don't know, that's Equalizer Weekend. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. Maybe Denzel whooping ass. Maybe talk about his only trilogy. Maybe talk about some Antoine Fuqua. The options are out there. It is Rank League Podcast, and I will be back to put a bow on this bitch. Yo, yo, everything I'm saying, man, I mean, truly, I'm not an A24 fanboy, but you could talk to me. With anybody else, I am not mixing your business. I'm not a chemist. It'll always be negativity. Just ignore all the chatter. Don't let anybody convince you that you don't matter, because you do. Just drown out the haters and the bullies, anybody that's rude. Whatever's on your mind needs to be addressed, because it's important to you. If we family... Friends, strangers, please reach out. If you just want to vent, no advice, call DM, please speak out. 
People get their flowers at a time when they can't even smell them. Tomorrow's not promised. If you love somebody, make sure they know it and tell them. I believe in the Bible, so I could never be suicidal. But it's some that feel all hope is lost and their closest folks not reliable. Mental health is real. For some, solitude is a fear. If you feel like it's nowhere else to go, I just want you to know that I'm here. And chill until the next episode.